Welcome to the Timitit Podcast, where we have stimulating and all-inspired conversations with thinkers, dreamers, makers, movers, and trailblazers. In this episode, I speak to Daisy, one of my ex-colleagues whom I worked with a few years ago in my technology career. Daisy is one of those rare people with an unstoppable can-do mindset, always making things happen. And I recollect a number of initiatives that she was involved in, always building things and always willing to help. Daisy is a frontliner spearheading a budding maker community in South Africa. She herself is a maker in her own right, having built a full-fledged maker space in her own yard to do cool and amazing things, as you'll hear in our conversation. She's also passionate about education and learning and has recently launched VideoLearn, available at videolearn.co.za, a community-powered learning platform for teachers, educators, and other content creators to bring to bear the knowledge and skills to help in the education crisis in South Africa. In this conversation, we also talk about what it takes to be a maker, get to hear her thoughts as a woman in tech on diversity and inclusion, as well as her passion and heart to make a difference in the world. I want to be one of those people that can that actually makes a difference. Um, I've just got this this passion and there's this vision for what the world can be. And if we don't act on it, we're gonna just let this opportunity run by, and you're gonna at the end of your life realize that what you you could have been is not what you ended up being. The the fourth industrial revolution is all about. Um, uh, creating and building the the next big big thing, but it's it's all about um, how you how you think and how you approach things and using uh, technology and all these different maker principles all together instead of just doing one thing like electronics or programming or woodwork mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you're doing, especially with um, IoT connected cities AI. The fourth mm-hmm. industrial revolution is about everyone participating in in building the the future. I get the feeling that we, we we're so busy trying to drive these agendas that we're not creating the environments needed for people to discover themselves. Yeah. So yeah, by by, I, I by pushing yeah. vocals into technology, by pushing um, inclusion. We're so focused on people not being included that we're actually alienating them and constantly having this idea that people are being excluded. So we're focusing on on this topic instead of focusing on creating the environments that anyone can go and discover themselves, discover their passions. And I think that's what we're supposed to be focused on. There's lots to get your hands on in this episode. Join us for this and more in our conversation. I know we met at Avenard, but do you remember at a specific point when we, you and I kind of, you know, sat in the same space and I don't know what you can remember really about yeah. those days when we met initially. Yeah, those, those days were quite uh, crazy. There was a lot going on. Um I can't remember a specific time, but I just um, remember 
from from the beginning, the the moment we got into the same room, it was just like this vibe of of energy of can do, this um, this uh, just all consuming energy. I think that's that's the the most prominent thing that that stands out from that time when when we first uh, started uh, connecting and uh, discussing topics and uh, discussing work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember that as well. And I think the the ones that stood out for me was um, the innovation side of things, always like thinking Mm -hmm. of how do we solve problems (laughs) with how do we fix world hunger? You know, how do we make sure that Africa is food sufficient and so on? And I think we connect the world. Yeah. 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 So I really, really. um, So my recollection of you is really from that space, exactly as you've said, you know, um, can do mindset. Always trying to figure out, you know, how do we solve problems and how do we solve them in the best way possible? Um, and yeah, we always joked about drones, <laughs> you know, that deliver pizza, you know, and those were like mm-hmm. literally ahead of the curve. If you think of it in terms of the market that we are in, but you're somebody yeah, well, who's really always been first. curious and tinkering with stuff. Maybe let's get introduced to Daisy. You know, who is Daisy? What do they care about? What's their journey? And, you know, what has made them who they are and what are they doing, you know? So honestly, I think if I need to give you my my entire summary, we're going to be busy for a high level for, high level. for the next uh, six days. But anyway, um, I'm Daisy van Vieren, or at currently Daisy Limmerer van Vieren. Uh, got married um, when was it last year? I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah, um, met and I said my congratulations I'll still say it again yeah yeah, (laughs) Yeah. thanks a lot Uh, it's been wonderful so far Uh, then I'm the the owner of Techno Desi so since uh, leaving Avenade I've started pretty much two companies and I'm now basically starting the third company Um, Mm -hmm. so so Techno Desi is is my personal life brand company Um, and I try to do all the other ventures underneath that um, um, umbrella because that gives me the flexibility to to do the most um, impactful work. Uh, then mm-hmm. I'm also um, shareholder and director of Stardike Technologies. Um, mm-hmm. So that is our technology, IoT, electronic side of things. Uh, we do the the real innovative work that, that no one gets to. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really fun experience. Uh, then me personally, um, I've got two German shepherds. Um, I've moved to, to Randburg. And in doing so, um, as a hobby, I've started or taken over um, Maker Labs, uh, Randburg. So mm-hmm. Maker Labs is a community meetup. We meet up every Wednesday evening and it's open to, to any maker, anyone that wants to work with their hands, build things, uh, whether you're doing electronics, 3D printing, uh, casting, painting, as long as you're creating something. And um, over the last two years, I think Maker Labs has seen a lot of interesting people uh, with um, mm-hmm. a wide variety of ideas and concepts. Uh, we've also partnered with Binary Space. Um, I think they're in Walter Park. Um, not Walter Park, uh, Van der Park. 
And we've done a couple of balloon launches. So this is balloon launches that goes into high altitude with sensors and cameras and things uh, measuring the temperature and uh, air. uh, um, What's the word? Air currents and those kind of things. Yeah, so this so launches is different. It's not the same as Google Loon, not, not for Wi-Fi or connectivity. No, no, it's so. not, not for Wi-Fi. Okay. This is more to, okay. to test how different electronic components behave in different temperature con- conditions. So there's only two ways you can really test your um, your electronic uh, board. So let's say you're creating something uh, from scratch and you need to uh, test whether it's going to hold up in temperature. There's only two ways. You can either put it in a in a pressure chamber inside a a very cold refrigerator, or you can do the fun approach and just send it to space. Hmm. 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 Great. So, I actually, I'm very curious on your mind (laughs) and really how you work, because I think when we we chatted, uh, you know, earlier this year, you're just telling me about all these interesting things, some of them which you have alluded to. But also, you're just a very, very curious mind, because you're very passionate about making things and solving problems and just being very hands-on about stuff. Well, where does that come from? And what, what fuels you? Um, I have no idea where it comes from. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. There's, there's no one really in my family that um, is to, to this level of just being involved in things and solving problems and trying to make a difference. So... Honestly, I'm not sure where it comes from, but um, my my passion in life is to to be busy, to solve problems, to make things happen. Um, I always joke that I'm like the brain from Pinky and the Brain, always trying to take over the world, but <laughs> not 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 to to just take it over, but to to make it different, to make it better, um, to to leave an impact behind. That's that's truly uh, to the to the betterment of mankind. Um, I'm involved in as many things as I can be, which sometimes is not good for my own health, but um, mm-hmm. it's it's my passion. I love solving problems. I love creating things. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So is there any pet project that you're kind of working on or that I've worked on recently that you just want to talk about and where it kind of fits in um, in, in the space of solving problems? And just, you know, either it could be something to do immediately. Yeah, so your own, own so or, the, the yeah. latest, latest project that I'm busy launching, um, it's going to launch like within the next month. It's already online. It's uh, videolearn.ca.za. So hmm. it's an online training portal where teachers or instructors or um, anyone that's got something to teach can create their courses and uh, publish that and then earn an income from that. Uh, so the, the whole like thing came, came about um, with a lot of the South African teachers during this lockdown not having access to to teach the kids or not having an income. And the only other platform really um, is Udemy or Skillshare. Now, if you look at their revenue model, firstly, mm-hmm. it's overseas. Secondly, yeah. they, can, they can take up to 60% of your um, 
revenue, which leaves you yeah. with pretty much nothing. So mm-hmm. I've launched this platform with a very, very low um, revenue that I take. So it's, it's more of a community project in order to help South Africans get their teachings online. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether you are a teacher or an instructor or someone in um, psychology, it doesn't really matter. If you've got something to teach, um, you can learn it on the platform. So that's just also coming back to the video recording studio. Um, I changed now during this uh, lockdown the whole MicroLabs space into the recording studio to help facilitate the recording for the mm-hmm. teachers. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I'm currently busy with. So I'm running with that. Wow. So, so in terms of teaching, is is that only for school kind of curriculum, or is this also for uh, other kind of uh, topics over and above uh, the strict strict curriculum as we know it? I don't know what's what's uh, the scope of cur- currently. Video? It's for for anyone that that wants to 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 teach or instruct. Um, it's mm-hmm. similar to uh, Udemy or Skillshare. So if you've got something to share or some kind of knowledge you want to um, put out there, you can load it on the platform, whether it's a one-time thing or whether it's an actual course that someone needs to follow. Um, mm-hmm. It caters for, for both. Mm, I really like that. I really like that because that's a real problem that we've had and obviously has been um, even exacerbated during the period of lockdown. Uh, and I think we... If you look at it, most of the solutions that we have tend to be overseas, and then we don't really end up having. Yes, they kind of work broadly, but in terms yeah, of it's good they, to they have. They work broadly, but the, the problem yet. is that the, yeah. the money isn't um, going to to South Africa. We need more South African things where our people can um, earn income from it and share the money amongst amongst each other. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. busy partnering with uh, schools and instructors and counselors and things to um, get courses recorded and loaded on. Uh, the the long term vision with this is to to do away with the traditional schooling or teaching or even university setup where someone has to be in the class, and this is mainly fueled by this whole COVID nineteen lockdown thing. Um, yeah. Where it's it's in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to to teaching and education, there's no reason why you need to be in a classroom or in a physical building. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, you see a lot of teachers um, year after year doing the same content. Uh, we yeah. need to work smarter. Record that content. Put it up. Uh, next yeah. next year, you can do a different topic, or you can extend on your topic. Uh, there's no reason why we as a people need to work so hard for the same income. Mm, I like that. I, you know, that's the thing that I really have loved about um, all the projects and the ventures that you've had, whether in those days um, when we were, you know, trying to do the innovation challenges, you always, there was a very strong human side. It was not just technology for the sake of it. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're a brilliant uh, software engineer and an and electronics you know, a person, but equally, there's a very deep, compassionate human side of you that I've always admired. So I don't know. Um, yeah. So I don't know how, how, what, 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 why is that the case, if I may ask? Um, sure. Good question. So <laughs> I, I, think, 
Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, this kind of comes from from my mom's side um, of the family. She's a very people person, uh, connected and almost like a uh, empath. She she feels people's emotions, and I think mm-hmm. I, I may have inherited something from there. But I've realized early on that there's very few people in this world that's capable of making a real difference. And I want to be one of them. I want to be one of those people that can, that actually makes a difference. Um, I've just got this, this passion and there's this vision for what the world can be. And if we don't act on it, we're going to just let this opportunity run by and you're going to, at the end of your life, realize that what you, you could have been is not what you ended up being. And yeah, I was just want to be the, the best or the most fulfilled human I can be. Um, I want to be mm. more human than. And it's, mm. it's not something you you just do. It's it's a it's a path you walk. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So so let's talk about technology and engineering and making and your passion for it, uh, because you you have some very very uh, unique. Uh, not only points of views, but also some very, very unique undertakings that you've done uh, in that space. I don't know if you, 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 you're able just to share with us, uh, you know, just a bit of that space, you know, because I know you have the Maker Labs and there's a lot of other things that you, you've been working on that you've done. And, and, and I thought I really, really admired the fact that um, I, we talk about chips, for example, like, um, you know, the, the components that go into a computer. And most of the time we talk, I mean, we think of Silicon Valley, but, uh, it looks like you have something going on in that space. If you, if you're yeah, able to share. That's yeah. very true. So, yeah. uh, from, from the maker side of things, um, it's about gathering skills. So if you look at, um, the word maker, if you tell someone that you are a maker, uh, that that involves the principle of multidisciplined approach to anything. Um, mm-hmm. So anyone anyone can make things, whether you are cooking, baking, uh, painting a picture. But to be a maker, you have to continuously study and study all principles. You have to study electronics. You have to study programming. You have to study woodwork. You have to study metalwork. Um, mm. As many things as you can cram into your into your mind, and in doing so, I've I've gathered lots of skills over the the past what is it thirty years, um, constantly learning and gathering skills and practicing, and this mm. has led to some some interesting projects. So I've built three D printers. I've built uh, CNC engraving machines, laser cutters, um, and some of those machines are now uh, making, for instance, my circuit boards. So mm-hmm. I, I started off with building the, the 3D printer uh, from a bunch of scrap bars. That was already during the, the Avenite days. That mm-hmm. one in turn has uh, printed a number of other printers, um, it's printed parts for the CNC uh, milling machine and laser engraver. From that, I've been able to, to cut steel plates and mold wood and all kinds of things to the point now where all, all these things that I've built over the years are now capable of 
making circuit boards. So, for instance, if I want to, to build a, a robot for whatever reason, I can 3D print some of the parts. I can uh, cut or engrave certain parts on the CNC machine. And I can also use the, the pick and place uh, machine to actually not just mold the circuit board that's actually going into the robot, but also place the components and the solder and all those kind of things. And all of these things uh, keep building on, on each other. And wow. uh, yeah, eventually I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to automate all of this. So it's going to be a matter of designing whatever it is that I want to get made. And it's going to be like Tony Stark's automated factory, just um, pushing out whatever I needed to do. That's a long time. You know, yeah, you know what I really find so inspiring about this? Because that's why I said, no, I must have you and we must have this conversation formally on the podcast. Because when we had, you know, just a catch up a while ago and it, and and it's like, yeah, I do this. I print the circuits. I do it myself. I do the solder. It's like, yes, you know, because often we think, the answer and, and innovation and in terms of really the tangible making, you know, is something that is just, you know, the field of play of people in, 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 in California or in Silicon Valley or somewhere else in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. But this is happening here, right here in yeah, South it's Africa. It's happening right, right here. Yeah. And um, in South Africa, there's, there's a very big micro movement. So I'm also part of the micro collective which is a collection of um, um, maker houses or institutions that has any form of workshop or community of people building things. And current, currently there's, there's almost 25 um, of these places or communities around South Africa, um, everything from uh, university to... Um, people doing it in their own houses. Okay. And yeah, it's uh, very interesting um, how big the micro collective in SA actually is. Um, for instance, on the the WhatsApp group, there's currently 39 participants, and each of them um, has a community behind them. Wow! Wow! Wow. Yeah, wow. and now during this uh, COVID-19 thing, we're all working together to produce uh, uh, anything from face masks to cloth face masks to face shields, uh, respirators, whatever it is that the country needs. Uh, the community jumps in and creates whatever is needed. I really like that. I really like that because it's like, you know, because I think one of the things that COVID-19 really exposed was, uh, uh, you know, the fact that we didn't have capacity to do certain things, you know, mm. whether it was ventilators or even basic masks initially, which, of course, like, I think, you know, thankfully there was a, a quick response around that. You know, what, what are the, some of the things that you really feel, you know, we need to have capacity to be able to, 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 to do, especially as makers? You know, what, what, are, what are the areas that you really uh, are championing and, you know, trying to really make yeah, sure this. I think, I think as a as a maker, it's it's all about being flexible in uh, jumping from from one need to another and learning as you go. Um, but currently, as a maker, the the core skills would be um, electronics, mm-hmm. uh, being able to to do anything in in 3D, like um, your your normal CAD stuff, being able to put something 
visually together on a computer and then yeah. finding the resources to to make it happen so once once you're able to to visualize your um your idea um you can either then go and research your skills learn on the different topics that you need to achieve that or you can go and find the people but the the core skills is to have a little bit of knowledge on as many things as you can and then being able to to represent it um uh, in such a format that you can find people to assist you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the core thing yeah. about a maker is not not just to try and do everything yourself, but but connect with people and get people together. And I think that's where South Africa, especially, is great. Um, people are a lot easier to approach and to pull together on on different projects. Hmm. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> one, let me ask one for my students. So, uh, you know, I taught a while ago and, you know, and, and most of these kids were being taught some things that were a little bit outdated. I felt a bit annoyed actually just to see what was being taught. But you're on the frontier of these things, whether you're talking about, you know, robotics mm-hmm. and automation. So, so your students, uh, who, who are they? Uh, no, it's just, you know, and, and I must say this was just something that really, really uh, got under my skin because it was just, you know, like this uh, tertiary colleges trying to teach kids, introduce them to computers and the likes. I didn't really mm-hmm. like what was being taught there. I felt it was just too theoretical uh, and it was not relevant at all anyway in the w- world of work and in the world of industry yeah. where, you that's, know, you that's needed... That's one of my, you know, my biggest problems in, in yeah. the schooling system, whether it's a private school or a public school, is they, they're not teaching what kids need. They're yeah. either very behind or very basic. And the world is moving so fast that the, the schools need to, to adapt. Um, for, for instance, I think um, IT should be a subject from, um, from grade two onwards, like basic mm-hmm. computer skills, um, basic social media skills from maybe standard four. Um, programming yeah. should be taught from at least grade eight. Um, but it, it, it does not that everyone can do it. So mm-hmm. those who want to do it should be able to do it. Um, one of one of my uh, students, he's now uh, 14, and we've been struggling to get a school where you can learn programming. He's been doing it with mm-hmm. me for the last year. Um, he's phenomenal, but there is almost no school that actually offers any kind of computer course that involves programming. Most has um, this computer literacy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Others mm-hmm. have what they call technology, but there's not even technology in there. I don't, don't even know what they're teaching the kids. And then there's mm-hmm. maybe one or two schools that actually offers like core programming. Um, some of mm-hmm. the other schools uh, teach the, the concepts, but very theoretical. Yeah. And it's, it's a big problem. I think schools yeah. should have these options. They should have people that's been in the industry for 20, 30 years teaching these subjects. Yeah. You know, I, I really, this is like, a, so it's, it's such a painful point for me because I know the biggest cry that we have, you know, and that's the disconnect between what industry needs 
versus what is being churned out of school. And I know it's a classical issue, you know, across most of the, you know, parts of the world. But I think it's it's really, really um, quite a, a big concern here because you find many kids who are out of college or out of school, they're not really able to step into the marketplace and begin to really, you know, add value yeah. right away. Because okay. like programming, for example, if you're a programmer, you're in demand right from day one, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not to say that, that everyone in school will need to learn programming, but all these kind of life skills, uh, schools need to move towards teaching more life-oriented skills, um, along with all the, the other subjects. Um, yeah. For instance, now with this uh, online platform, I've realized how very few people know how to do an EFT transaction, how very few people know the, the basics to, to do things, like even take yeah. a, a screenshot on a PC or a cell phone. These are the things you should should know by the end of yeah. primary school. So so what is it that the schools are teaching these kids? They they should know basic accounting. They should know how to, to manage or open a bank account. They should know how to cross the street safely. They need to know by the time they leave school how to operate a car, for instance. You need to, to have these skills, even if you're not going to use them. You need to, to have them. You need to know how to, to swipe a credit card. You need to know how to make an EFT transaction, a cash deposit. All these basic things that you need to, to get by. Um, how does a, a home loan work? How does lending money from the bank work? Um, yeah. yeah. All, all these kind of things. That's, I think, what, what the schools should teach. Um, there's, there's also a lot that schools are teaching that's that's not really relevant anymore. But we need to we need to move yeah. towards uh, education that's that's relevant that can be applied almost right away after school. How does somebody scale themselves up? Uh, you know, if you just want to really use your hands, begin to make stuff. Do you guys have a platform, a guides, things that um, you say, you know, this yeah, is actually so I would, I would, I would recommend uh, getting involved with your, your local micro community. Um, for instance, if you are in the Sandburg, Sandin, Joburg, Randburg area, you can come to Microlabs. Um, if you are in the Centurion or Pretoria area, you can go to House for Hack. Um, there's binary space and there's, there's quite a few other ones. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that would be a good, good approach because a lot of them will be able to give you some advice on, on where to start. But if you want to start at home, um, normally for me, I think that the easiest would be to start with, let's say, woodwork or, um, you can even start with, with cooking, but, but not just cooking. Try and, and be creative. Build something new. Mm-hmm. Um, you can start with house maintenance. That's a very nice skill uh, to get involved into into making things with your hand by starting to, to fix existing things. Um, if you've got an, an old laptop or an old radio or an old watch, take it apart. See how it works. Um, research the individual components. Uh, making is more about understanding how things work rather than going out building things or mm. creating things. Like that. The, the same like goes that. for photography or uh, painting. You first need to understand how it works before you can actually do it. 
And then once you're ready, go and just do it. Make, make mistakes, learn from it. Do you do you reckon that this could be especially I mean, as we talk about? I know there's a lot of talk around the fourth industrial revolution, and and I invite your thoughts as well around that in terms of what you make of it and what you reckon, um, you know, that should play out and what where we are. I don't know whether we are ready or whether we have all that is required for us to be able to be leaders in that space because I think we've other revolutions we've never, unfortunately, we've not really been leaders in it. I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of, you know. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if we can be leaders. Um, I think from a corporate perspective, there's a lot of corporates doing um, some amazing work um, in, in this space. But I think if you look at it from um, a schooling or an education perspective, we are definitely lacking far behind. Um, the, the fourth industrial revolution is all about um, uh, creating and building the, the next big, big thing. But it's, it's all about um, how, you, how you think and how you approach things and using uh, technology and all these different maker principles all together instead of just doing one thing like electronics or programming or woodwork mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you're doing, especially with um, IoT, Connected Cities, AI. The fourth mm-hmm. industrial revolution is about everyone participating in in building the the future. And I don't think we are ready uh, to to be leaders unless we change the way schooling works from the traditional approach to a, a more interactive learn on demand kind of schooling system. There are a lot of companies doing amazing work, like I said, mm-hmm. and I think from from that perspective, there, there's opportunity to be leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not going to last long unless we enable everyone with the resources to to participate. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about um, business, right? because I think it, it looks like we, what we can like, we know there are issues in education and maybe there's a lot of work that needs to be done. There's some opportunities to disrupt. And I think, you know, some of the, the work that you're doing, including the platform you've launched, would really go hand in hand to help that. Now, let's talk about business the ventures that we have here and the opportunity that is there, potential to be able to disrupt not only the local market, but also to really scale and impact globally. What are mm. your thoughts on South African businesses, you know, uh, you know, being able to not only disrupt locally, but also be able to scale globally? I don't know. Yeah, so we'll first, first, I think we'll have to see after this lockdown uh, What's left of businesses? I think this is <laughs> gonna, yeah, it's, yeah, it's gonna take us yeah. a while to, to get back to to where we were. Yeah. But to to um, have a global impact, I think we are we definitely have the potential. Um, we also have a unique opportunity in SA and some unique challenges that can be applied globally. But I think um, because of the challenges in South Africa, we are more adapt to to inventing and solving problems that 
I think once our businesses locally have solved a lot of these problems, it, it can definitely apply, be applied globally. Um, mm-hmm. I'm involved in, in quite a number of uh, projects for various clients that is not just used locally, but also all over the world um, in uh, Spain, Brazil, Australia, um, many different places. And the, the impact that you see that, that we from South Africa can make is, is phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah, because I've seen, and, and you're absolutely right, that, that the fact that we have a lot of challenges here forces us to, you know, to to begin to come up with new solutions. And then, again, there's opportunity for those ideas that really make it through to actually be able to apply them uh, at a larger scale. And I think there's some businesses mm-hmm. that have gone global in the past. The only concern that I have is that somehow... You know, you have a budding idea, you have a budding enterprise, and then the next thing it's snapped up by <laughs> Silicon Valley or somebody out there, and then it's no longer really um, South African in that sense because it's taken up completely. I don't know what your thoughts are in yeah. terms of really building a sustainable so, so, so one, that one thing that I've been in that, yeah. that regard is it doesn't matter if you are the, the first or the last person doing it. It's, it's all mm-hmm. a matter of what can you do differently. Even even if you have an idea and two weeks later someone around the world has already done that, um, it, it doesn't matter because when you look at it from a South African perspective, there is definitely um, something you can do different, a different value you can add to that same uh, product. Um, it's always mm-hmm. nice to, to be the first and the only one doing something, but I think the the way the world is moving now it's going to move more towards adding value to existing things and building upon what's already there. Mm, um, mm. It's, it's very difficult to have that unique brain um, uh, invention that only we have and the rest of the world wants or um, longs for. Um, you don't see that often. Um, yeah, so it's okay. more a matter yeah. of of taking that idea you have and applying it locally. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm with you on that. I agree. Now I'm going to ask you. You're you're in a very unique space, and I think it's an area that has had a lot of initiatives. I don't know to what level of success. You're a woman in technology and you're absolutely trailblazing, doing amazing things. I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of really getting more women in technology and also some of the initiatives that have been there, whether that's by the UN or different uh, agencies and so on, uh, initiatives to try to get women in technology. I don't know uh, what your sense is as far as the involvement of women in technology, especially in that space, engineering, programming, that space. I don't know your thoughts. Well, I, th- I think over the, the last um, few years, that has changed a lot. If you look at the, the maker movement and um, universities and so forth, there's, there's a lot more uh, women and also um, schoolgirls taking up technology. I think slowly the, the, the stigma behind it um, is changing. Um, for, for a number of years, it, it was challenging because it was mainly, mostly uh, men in the field. And mm-hmm. there was also this uh, stigma that uh, women shouldn't be working with their hands. They shouldn't be doing metalwork or woodwork or 
um, things like that. And I think it's it's changing. Um, there's a big drive to to get women to technology and get uh, girls busy with uh, making and creating things. Um, but I think it's it's more about creating inclusive environments and giving everyone the opportunity to find their, their passion. Um, we, we, in ASA, as a big, um, we, we often try to push an agenda without giving people the opportunity to discover what we need them to discover. So, mm-hmm. for instance, this, this accounts for the whole world. And I might be wrong on this. Um, mm-hmm. I might be challenged on this, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But from from my opinion is we should stop pushing to drive agendas like driving um, women in technology or uh, driving in inclusion. It, it should be something that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, yes, that is important, but it shouldn't be something we we should have to enforce. We should mm-hmm. have an environment that's on its own inclusive. An environment where anyone can can go without being judged, without being um, or without feeling out of place. It shouldn't be needed to 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 drive that um, agenda, um, and that that will allow everyone to to find their passion. So so let's say we've got a schoolgirl in seven four. Um, she likes working with her hands. It should mm-hmm. be as simple as going to. Um, her school's workshop after school and go play with the woodwork, get some advice from the teacher, um, or go to a university uh, workshop or a maker uh, space, get involved there, get some advice. And so what I'm trying to say is that if you want to do something, you should be able to just do it. And... Mm-hmm. I get the feeling that we, we we're so busy trying to drive these agendas that we're not creating the environments needed for people to discover themselves. Yeah. So yeah, by by, by pushing yeah. more goals into technology, by pushing um, inclusion, we we're so focused on people not being included that we're actually alienating them and constantly having this idea that people are being excluded. So we, we're focusing on on this topic instead of focusing on creating the environments that anyone can go and discover themselves, discover their passions. And I think that's what we're supposed to be focused on. Wow. 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 I could never yeah. agree more. That's actually yeah. quite I'm, quite Yeah I'm not I'm not yeah. sure if I'm um, stating this this correctly but we should be stop stop focusing on on agendas um, and driving things. We should rather focus on creating opportunities, creating environments where people can can flourish. The the rest yeah. is supposed to come naturally, come um, on its own. For for instance, if you have an environment um, that has mostly men in it, and a girl comes and joins. The moment someone says anything, um, it should be addressed right there and then, but it shouldn't be something that you constantly push and drive, because I think then, then we're losing the, the focus of what it is that we want to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. 
Wow, you you said it, and obviously you know that's a topic that um, you and I cared about um, yeah. a lot. And it's it's you know I absolutely agree because um, the, the inclusivity has to be a function of the environment. You know, it's not yeah. just something you you put placards and now create a designation and say yeah this is actually inclusivity and diversity. Um, it's something yeah. that you have to create the environment um, for yeah, primarily. It should be, that's actually the it should first be something that that comes yeah. out of what you're creating instead of something you drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then then also I think it's it's about um, how people raise their kids. It's it's slowly changing, but um, we we should focus on growing the individual person's skills instead of telling um, your kids how and when they should behave in what situations. Rather, mm. give them exposure to to everything. And let them decide what they what they're good at or what they enjoy doing. And even if mm. they did it and they don't like it anymore, move on to the next thing. I think me, mm. me personally, I was quite a quite a stubborn kid. Um, <laughs> parents always try to push you into one one direction. Um, but one thing that I am grateful for is the fact that. We had all the the opportunities um, that we could want, and the, the nice thing is that you, you try something you don't like, you move on. There was never a um, mm-hmm. a scenario where you were told um, that I have to play piano, or I have to play a music instrument, or I have mm-hmm. to dance, or I have to whatever. There was no have to. It's like okay, um, let's try this. Or let's try this. So you try it, you don't like it, you move on. And you keep on trying until you find your, your passion. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's actually, yeah, yeah. that's a good uh, philosophy. Especially, yeah, especially kids. They have to be exposed to, to everything and as many things as you can. And it doesn't necessarily have to, to cost money. Um, if you want to give your kids exposure to building things, let them help around with, with the maintenance around the house. Let them mm-hmm. knock a hole in the wall. Then get someone to <laughs> patch that hole or guide them yeah. in, in fixing that problem. Um, when you when you break down a wall, cut down a tree, let them participate in that. Let let your kids get, get hurt. Um, that's how you learn. Mm. Yeah, that's actually a big point for modern millennial parents. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we, they are too, we are too protective, aren't we? <laughs> I don't know. And I, and I think, yeah, we, we are very protective. And I think yeah. um, it's, it's good. It's right that you are. But you should also um, create opportunities and try as many things as, as possible. And hmm. irrespective of your, your child's uh, gender, whether you've got a boy or a girl, let them both participate in everything. Let the boys dance, let the boys sing, let the girls play in dirt, let them build the tree houses. Uh, whatever it is that that can be done, let them do it. And I think only then will will SA uh, be ready for the fourth industrial revolution. And also that will also drive more women in technology because by mm-hmm. then everyone will know what they, they're capable of. They will know whether they want to be in technology or not. 
Mm. No, no use driving a topic if the, the people don't even know that they want to be in that space. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, coming, so, coming back to to the maker communities, um, yeah, there's this amazing amount of of women involved in the maker communities. Um, one of the communities that's hosted out of Maiden Workshop here in Randburg, um, mm-hmm. there's a lady there that's that's building um, metal things, and she's a she's a professional welder. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's phenomenal to see. If yeah, it's great. I actually like that. Mm. Uh, coming to that, uh, the other day I was uh, watching, I think it was Mega Ships or something on on DSTV, and yeah. there was ladies welding ships together. Yeah, I think we need this uh, industry to drive industry. We need more makers. I think we really need it because that's what drives yeah. industry. Yeah. And we'll we'll get more makers when we drive the 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 mindset of um, of learning, learning as much as you can, as often as you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. We are very yeah. focused on you have to finish school, then you have to go and study a specific thing. There, there's no need to go and study a specific thing unless you want to. But mm. if if you want to to get into making, learn as many things as you want. Instead of doing one four-year degree, do uh, four diplomas in different things. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, because I think that's how you're able to, if you think of cooking, <laughs> that's how it works. It's different ingredients. It's not like just yeah. one ingredient. Unless you're making pap and you survive on pap every day, which, <laughs> which yeah, obviously doesn't work. But Even if you make pap, there are at least six different ways of making pap. Yeah. And you can flavor it if you wish. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. But Interesting. It's about, so, yeah, it's about changing your mindset and how you look at yeah. things. Great. So, um, as we wrap up, because I mean, you're this person who wants to change the world, who doesn't sleep, wants to work 49 hours a day. Let's talk about the fun side. What, what, what do you do for fun or how do you relax or how do you, you know, <laughs> refuel? Yeah, that, that is also very important. I'm glad you, yeah. you bring that up. So yeah. on, on the fun side, because of my, my nature and who I am, um, it's difficult to just do one thing for fun. So I've got many different things that I that I change from time to time or or swap between, and that that also helps me stay sane. So my main passion at this point is is the dogs, um, taking them for training, for walks, uh, mm-hmm. going to the park with them. It, it gives me opportunity to relax and just enjoy nature. Mm-hmm. Then then secondly, uh, photography. Um, I'm oh, trying nice. to get get into that. Uh, taking some pictures as I as I go, learning and improving my skills. It's it's something that you have to take time. It's something creative. Mm-hmm. And then I've recently started four by four off roading. Um, with the lockdown, there wasn't many opportunities, but it's now slowly starting to pick up again. And again, that that brings you back to to nature, um, to the to the whole overlanding thing where you would pack your car and you will go drive this uh, random dirt road or 
go into um, Mozambique or Namibia or Botswana and you just mm-hmm. in your car, in nature, um, away from from your normal work, uh, just just unwinding and relaxing. Mm. Are you a speed? Uh, what do you say? <laughs> what do you call these people who like speed? <laughs> uh, speed free. No, yes. not. You're not. Okay. Okay. You're. Yeah, I'm yeah. more about. Are you, are you spontaneous and random? Or everything yeah. is well thought? Well, it depends. Um, I, I can be quite sporadic, if I can put it there. So I would, I would make up my mind, I would do things. But mm-hmm. everything I do is, is calculated. I would, I would think about it. I would look at it from all <laughs> angles. I would plan it. Um, yeah. I won't just wake up one morning and hit the road to a random direction. I would research the direction, make sure that I maximize that opportunity. Mm. Okay. Uh, what are you very good at and what are you terrible at? Um, I'm not very good at social uh, situations or people, although that, that is improving. <laughs> I that. I, I can't believe that, though, because, anyway, maybe because you're weird. Yeah, and I have not, no, uh, I've, yeah. yeah, I've got a, um, a habit of, um, what's the word, upsetting people. I'm, I'm very direct or brutally honest, let's put it that way. But you're sweet as well. I don't think you're yeah. mean-spirited. No, I, 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 no I'm, not, I'm not mean or so mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everything I do is, is how I can, can help other people, um, mm-hmm. which doesn't always mm-hmm. come across that way. Then things that I'm, I'm very good at or the thing that I'm the most good at, um, that is adapting or learning as I go. Uh, mm. You can you can throw anything my side. If I can't do it, I'll figure out how to do it. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. Just give me. A if I can't do it, I'll it. figure out how to do it. Like that's it. One stop job. I like. Yeah, that. I, I don't believe in <laughs> in can not. I only believe in cans. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So as we kind of wrap up, what next for you? You know, like. What's the big dream, you know, and how would your ideal world, you know, whether that would be ideal, an ideal South African look like, you know, how, you know, if you cast your sight in the future, because I know you really care about deeply about making a difference, mm-hmm. like in a fundamental way. How does that look like? Um, sure. That's that's a long discussion. I think we should take on an, on another day. There's there's a lot <laughs> for the future, but but for me personally, for yeah. the future, currently I'm yeah. just focused on on growing the, the businesses that I'm currently involved yeah. in, and then also um, growing my my overlanding experience more from a fun side. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of um, my my bigger picture for for the world. Um, before I can realize that, I need four lifetimes. So I need someone <laughs> to solve the plateauing problem. Yeah. But yeah, there's, mm. there's, there's a lot of things that I think we can change in, in the world. Um, some people would, would disagree with me. Some would agree with me. But I, I, I think it, it all starts... The one thing the one thing that you would really feel like this has to change, it just has to change 
Um, I, th- I think our mindset in South Africa needs to change, um, especially in the, in the workplace. There's, there's a big mindset of I must get, and we need to change that to um, I must do. So, so one, mm-hmm. one example would be is um, we are very focused on we must get work. Someone must provide us with work. Someone must employ us and then educate us or train us to do the work. Um, we need to move away from that. Uh, we've tried it. It's not working. It's also not very practical to, mm. to hire someone and then be expected to, to train them. We should swap that mindset around to, to I must. Take responsibility for our lives. Um, you must go and learn so that you can do the work. Um, you must be able to 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 learn as much as you can so that you can make a difference. Not just have a work or have a job for the sake of having a job, but while you have that job, try and make the best impact that you can. Whether you are packing packets at a supermarket or painting a house or writing computer software, try and do it the best that you can do it. And I think I think that's one of the, the things that we need to change. There, there, there's too many too much focus in SA on on someone must give me something that we have lost our mm, human mm. our human what do, you, what do you call it our human nature of wanting to to better ourselves. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's a big one. Hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this stop is... wanting and start start giving. Giving to yourself, giving to, to others, and improving yourself rather than waiting for someone else to, to do that for you. Hmm, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, take, take that ownership is of, your, of your life. Take ownership of your knowledge. Um, if you're unhappy with something, don't don't just... Um, blame someone for that. Try and find a way to to adapt or to change your own perspective in in solving that problem. I know it's mm. it's not always easy for people, um, but we have to start somewhere. Start somewhere um, growing as a as a people again. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Wow. Thank you. Well, this is so profound and powerful. <laughs> wow. I really, really have enjoyed this and so full yeah. of insight and inspiration. And just, I, I really, and I think for the, especially for the maker community and some of the initiatives, I really would love, um, you'll share details in terms of obviously how people can connect with you. I mean, because I published that as part of, um, the notes. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the best the best way to, to connect mm, with mm. me is um, via my my blog uh, technadesi.co.za. Um, that's the the easiest way to to reach me. And then obviously you can reach reach out to me on on social networks. Uh, Twitter is at technadesi. LinkedIn, uh, you'll be able to find me. Um, mm. I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. I would like to ask two favors of you as a listener of the Timitude podcast. 
One is to share this with someone who you know would benefit from as we seek to bring out the best inspirational content featuring thinkers, dreamers, makers, movers, and trailblazers. The second request is for you to kindly leave us a rating in whichever platform you're listening to. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and also recently on YouTube. Also, don't forget to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We can connect on at Timitude on Twitter and Timitude on YouTube and on Timitude.com. Once again, thank you for being part of the Timitude community. Thank you again for joining us for today's episode. Until next time, this has been the Timmy Chit Podcast.